This episode is brought to you in part by Wholehearted Love, a new book by Caleb and Stephanie Rouse. Overcome the barriers that hold you back in your relationships with God and with others and delight in feeling safe, seen, and loved with Wholehearted Love. For more information, go to Tyndale.com. You're listening to episode 50 what, what? of the In-Between Podcast, where you'll discover ideas to build a strong, connected, and joy-filled marriage and family. My name is Daniel M. And I'm Christina M. Today, on our 50th episode, uh, <laughs> we're going to be talking about having a year of grace and gratitude. Because mm-hmm, I know y'all were wondering, like, uh, are you setting goals this year? What is happening? You haven't taught us about, like, you taught us about how to look on our past at 2018, but hasn't really talked about how to set goals in 2019. Yeah, so by the time this episode airs, there are only going to be two more days left in January. Okay, I'm actually literally scratching my head. Like, I don't know how that flew by and february is a short month anyway so we might as well say it pretty much is going to be march <laughs> pretty much hey it's actually pretty much going to be 2020 next year <laughs> or next <laughs> that's month how, that's how it feels yeah. <laughs> so i guess our question to you is how are your new year's resolutions going are you still going to the gym are you eating the way that you wanted to are there any reading goals or listening goals or anything else that you had in mind how is that all working out so far Okay, well, I must say about week two at the gym that I go to in Nashville, it started thinning out already. So I was like, y'all, what is happening? Yeah. But I'm actually pretty glad because I'm like, now I don't have to wait for my machine. So it's all good. (laughs) Yeah, because I'm not there (laughs) taking it up from you. (laughs) That's right. Exactly. (laughs) Give me my space, honey. (laughs) Yeah. So my gym goals are lagging a little bit, but... There's February. <laughs> yes. And there's 2020. Apparently, yes, there's too. 2020. <laughs> so, but being an Enneagram three myself, and I know some people are like, okay, I don't actually understand this yeah, Enneagram. What, what, what word did you just say there? Enneagram? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, it also sounds like sort of a thing that you do when you're constipated, but that's not what that <laughs> Enema? It is Enneagram. Uh, that's not the word that came to my <laughs> mind. <laughs> that's when I first heard it. I'm like, okay. what is this? But anyway. I don't want one of those. <laughs> <laughs> nope. No numbers that will give it to me. But um, if you don't understand what so it is, uh, we are actually having an interview with Drew Mosier next week, who's going to talk about the Enneagram and give us a little bit more details of what it is. So stay tuned for that. But anyway, being an Enneagram 3, I am a high achiever, and I always actually have goals in my head that Mm. I need to achieve for different reasons. And so this time, this year, I actually decided to slow down and to make less goals. Hmm. Not weird. A little weird, right? Yeah, coming out of your mouth. Yeah. Definitely. So, but I really wanted to learn how to show grace and gratitude in the everyday moments. So in the big ones and the little ones. And so that's kind of been, I'm not really a person who chooses a word for the year because Mm. I want to have that freedom to be able to change it up. But I feel like that's really what has been on my heart is grace. Grace. So uh, how do you define grace? 
What is that? Because it's one of those words that I think sometimes we'll just use or maybe it's overused, but I don't think a lot of times we know what that meaning is. Oh, exactly. Um, And especially I don't think we know necessarily how to show it or we choose not to show grace. So the dictionary actually defines grace in a few ways. Uh, One is approval, favor, mercy, pardon, a special favor or privilege, or a disposition to or an act or instance of kindness, courtesy, or clemency or a temporary exemption. Mm. So I feel like the definition can bring up two stark contrasting pictures. So one picture, you think grace. Okay, that's probably someone who is like a pushover, just allowing things to happen to them and being taken advantage of. Okay, yeah. Um, Another picture is of someone who is confident and loving and understanding, probably patient and kind and willing to give someone a second chance or the benefit of the doubt. And probably wearing like a a shirt that says grace something on it at right. the gym, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I think the world today really wants us to believe that showing grace to someone else or in a situation is really a sign of weakness. Hmm. I guess, yeah, I mean, part of that is there's that, there's that perception of power, mm-hmm. right? There's that perception that we all kind of want of having everything together. Right. And or even being able to control a situation or control a conversation. Yeah, precisely. Whereas I feel like if you're extending grace or showing grace, sometimes that means to shut your mouth Mm. and let the person just go on. Yeah, it could feel that way. Yeah. It could only come across that way. Yeah, exactly. And so that's hard, especially nowadays when even with social media, it's like you're supposed to express your opinion. You're Mm. supposed to sort of be angry in some ways, right? Doesn't it (laughs) feel like that? Sometimes that's you need to be a little bit angry, um, disgusted at something to be able to get your point across. So this year, we really want to encourage ourselves and also y'all to look at grace a little differently. So on this episode, we really want to talk about really how to show grace to ourselves, what it looks like to show grace to your spouse, and also what it looks like to, to show grace to your children. Oh, goodness. I'm going to need this episode. (laughs) Probably more than y'all will. (laughs) So let's start with the first one, which is showing grace to ourselves. Okay. So first, I think we need to realize that grace isn't something that we can just conjure up in ourselves, like kind of stir it in a pot Mm. or add it to a meal. Um, Maybe we can in some instances when we're feeling like really generous or kind. But if someone or something crosses us, we'll probably snap back to reality. Like if someone cuts in front of us while we're driving oh, and doesn't even say thank you that, that hand straight <clears throat> out the window. no <laughs> exactly yeah, yeah, you're no, muttering totally. things under your breath fully it's like you are you gonna put your hand you up are said, you saying thank you or are you, you not? did not put your hand up <laughs> so here's the thing about grace right grace is something that develops and matures in us it's not something we're born with right. and a lot of times this is why for our kids Grace isn't necessarily something that comes out naturally for them. No, I don't know about y'all's kids, but (laughs) this is something we have to definitely work on. Yeah. So even today when we were coming back from Costco and uh, just there, there are certain things where the girls were beginning to show grace and be a little bit more graceful to one another. Uh, whereas in reality, I think the default for all of us is entitlement. My way or the highway. Yeah. Yeah. So grace is something that really does over time develop and mature in us. It doesn't necessarily happen by default, right? Because our default is not grace, mm-hmm. but it's something that develops and matures in us as we get to know who God is. And here's the reason it's because God is grace. Yeah. Exactly. It's one of his attributes. God, grace really flows out of his goodness to us. And that's because grace is an essential part of 
God's being. I know a lot of times people think, oh, God is love, but God is also grace. Mm-hmm. It's another way to understand who he is. Um, so, so when you think about it, grace is not our default, but grace is God's default. Grace is what God is like. It's who he is. So, so grace is really, think about it like this. Grace is God acting the same toward everyone, no matter what you might have done mm-hmm. that makes you feel like you don't deserve it. And also, grace is God acting the same toward everyone, uh, even those who you think don't deserve it. Yes. Right? And you're like, no, that person definitely does not deserve forgiveness or grace or mercy or any of And, you know, you keep on listing out those words. Grace is God acting the same toward everyone, whether you deserve it or not. Grace is God opening up his arms to everyone and saying, hey, I will make all things new. I will forgive. I won't judge. I won't hold that against you. I will forgive you if you come to me with a humble and repentant heart. Now, this is hard for us, really, because we do things that make us feel unworthy of love and forgiveness. I mean, how often do we judge ourselves and others by that same yardstick? Mm -hmm. But Grace says, and here's the amazing thing about all this. Grace says, here I am. Come to me no matter what you have done. I know you're weary, I know you're burdened, but I will give you rest. That's what grace is. Actually, that's what Jesus says to each and every one of us. So here's another way to think about grace. Grace is unmerited favor, and God gives it abundantly to the humble and not to the proud. So Christina, in light of that, why should we start with showing grace to ourselves? What is so important about starting there and doing that? So firstly, to truly understand grace, you need to have experienced grace yourself. Yeah. And for Christina and I, there have been really a lot of instances where we have shown, where we have experienced grace. I mean, this is before we met each other Mm -hmm. and after in our relationship where I'm sure we're going to get into some of those stories later on in the episode. But as parents, we're trying to help our kids figure this out. I mean, we're still trying to figure it out. Right. And how to parent being full of grace as well. So this past year, there are a couple months where one of our girls, um, she, they were lying and stealing, not necessarily at the grocery store. Thankfully. <laughs> or, yeah, thankfully, but out of the, the candy drawer in the in the pantry. And yeah, I mean, they, we, had, we had caught her doing this and it had kind of really been... Uh, Man, I'm getting emotional thinking about how difficult that was because we really had no idea what we were doing. Right, and she kept lying about it, yeah, and then being and it, like, "I'm sorry," and then we and just do doing it again, it again and for like again. literally and we probably were, like three weeks. Yeah, and every we had day. no idea how to handle it. And this was the day where the daddy daughter dance was happening, and we caught her stealing again. Uh, we caught her lying about it at home. So. It escalated. I lost my cool. Uh, I was not the the calm, soothing Daniel that you might think <laughs> via this podcast. <laughs> and that soothing is a shout out to one of our friends who said my voice was soothing. Yeah. So yeah, it wasn't that. I raised my voice. I was really angry, and I was. And I think I was really angry because I was just so upset that she would do that. That she would break her trust. Mm-hmm. Uh, it She's hurt supposed me. to be the one who's really bad at life. I know. <laughs> like, I was scared. Like, I know. You're the bad I know. Liar. <laughs> I know. Completely. It's going to happen when the good liar comes out. <laughs> yeah. So it was like, oh, okay, well, you know, because I, I didn't want to say we're not going to the daddy daughter. And so I was like, well, you're not going to have any candy when we're there. 
because they have all this candy out there. Mm -hmm. And then I kept on escalating. I was like, well, actually, you're not even going to let you're not you're not even going to be able to to dance with any of your friends. You have to be right beside me the whole time. And they kept on going. I think I was like, well, we're not even going to (laughs) go. Take that. Yeah. And oh man, I was just. Yeah. It was like Looney Tunes, right? You know, the steam coming out of my Mm -hmm. head. And I think, Christina, you pulled me aside and you're like, what does it look like to show grace to her right now? Okay, that was God. (laughs) Because, yeah, yeah, I I parent like that as well a lot of the times, which I'm not proud of, but sometimes that's our default. So, yeah, that was totally God. Yeah, so I had to calm down and Mm -hmm. we had to talk about it. And our girls were in their room at this point. I don't know, probably upset that they couldn't go anymore and all this. I mean, it was just it was just a huge Mayhem. mess. And I, in that moment, just had to sit down and first of all, say, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> first of all, to God, uh, for the way that I lost my cool and the way that I, I probably went way too overboard in my yelling and in my anger and all that stuff. Uh, but then also begin reflecting on, okay, what does it look like? Hey, just as God has forgiven each and every one of us, what does it look like for me to show that grace to them as well? Mm-hmm. So we ended up having a conversation and we ended up saying, hey, do you deserve to go? Do you deserve to have candy? Do you deserve, you know, and, and the answer was, yeah, obviously no, 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 right. no. And she said no yeah, herself Yeah, too. she did. I wasn't having a rhetorical conversation <laughs> here. Uh, and I was like, okay, well, but you know what? We are going to go. And I started explaining why and the, the forgiveness that we have all in Christ and, and really just helping her understand this idea of grace, mm-hmm. this idea of unmerited favor and saying, hey, you know, you're not you're not supposed to be going here. Right. You know that. And, and you know, that feeling that you had where it was like, oh, it was hopeless. You know, I don't deserve this. And yeah, I was like, hey, the fact that you're going to go right now, that is grace. Mm-hmm. Right. And I really wanted uh, her to understand that and to have that tangible memory of, hey, there's going to be moments in life where you are going to experience grace. You need to know how to recognize that. Right. But first of all, you need to understand that all grace really does come from God. Exactly. So in light of all that, Christina, what do you think showing grace to yourself looks like? Well, I think that looks pretty different for each person. Um, But it usually is the place in your heart or mind where you continuously beat yourself down. The aspects in your life where you think, ah, I need to change that. I need to set goals to improve myself. I wish I was different in this way. And while we're not against any self-improvement, I think it's important to explore the reason behind why you want to improve things about yourself. Hmm. So for example, we haven't talked about it much on the podcast, but for a big part of my life, I struggled with my own weight and how I felt in my own skin. So being Asian and not being small boned, let's say I wasn't like a tiny little toothpick. My family talked behind my back a lot. Hmm. And it's this Asian culture thing where it's a mix between like you need to look a certain way and you know Asians are pretty tiny but I'm not and so I remember going to see my grandparents or um seeing extended family and they would always be talking Chinese which hmm. I understood a lot more than I think they under that they 
realize I understood. Oh, wow. And so they would always talk to my mom and being like, she's really fat. Like, she is really, really fat. And my mom wouldn't say anything. Like, she wouldn't say, no, no, stop saying that. Because, I mean, Asian culture, you're really not supposed to talk back. Mm. And so she just wouldn't say anything. Or she'd be like, oh, oh, oh. And you understood all that. Yeah, totally. I just never in my young age grew out of my, like, baby chub, so to speak. And so it just kind of kept it on. And from a young age, probably about maybe four or five, I remember hearing this, like, hey, you're fat. Like, they didn't say it in front of my face, but they would say it to my mom and then my mom wouldn't say anything and she would go back to just the way things are. So I remember finally feeling skinny at this point where I actually cut out a lot of stuff because I was super sick. And so it was just it was just a byproduct of me having to be really, really strict with my diet. Mm. And this was probably a, I remember um, doing this before our wedding and then I got really sick before our wedding, I got like the stomach flu or something and I probably dropped about seven or eight pounds. So Mm. I was the tiniest I have ever been. And I remember a family member who hadn't seen me for a while saw me and was like, wow, you look really good. And that was after basically I have been sick for probably a year trying to figure out things. And it was just weird. Like I'm proud that this person was finally saying that I look good because that's the kind of person who would talk behind my back and say I was fat. Um, but it was also this weird, like, why are you saying this now? Like, yeah. do you not realize how sick I've been? Yeah. yeah. The wait is over. Find out what happens in the thrilling conclusion of the 12th Dead Sea Squirrels book, Babylon Breakout. Hi, I'm Mike Naraki, co-creator of VeggieTales, voice of Larry the Cucumber, and author of The Dead Sea Squirrels. Get ready for more daring rescues and hilarious jokes as Merle and Pearl and their animal friends embark on a ridiculous mission to bust the kidnapped Gomez family out of Babyland, a Bible-themed amusement park with talking animals. Young readers will love the nutty misadventures of 10-year-old Michael and his friends and will learn all about biblical life lessons such as forgiveness and friendship. Read all 12 Dead Sea Squirrels books. Available wherever books are sold. Yeah. So all that to say that after pregnancy, I had actually gained 60 pounds and I didn't lose it before having the second or third pregnancy. I'm actually really glad that God made my love for food stronger than my self-control or my ability to throw up or else honestly, I think I would have been anorexic or bulimic. So it's taken me many, many years to accept the way that my body looks. And so showing grace to myself means understanding that I wasn't a mistake. Grace to myself means loving and appreciating the body that God has blessed me with. But it also means that I'm choosing to take care of my body by eating foods that bless my body, um, exercising because my mental health and actually my like actual heart depends on it. Mm. And also being grateful and learning to be grateful for this body that God has given me to be able to carry and birth three babies. So showing grace to myself means stopping the scrolling on my phone when I can start to feel like everyone is just skinnier or prettier than I am. And grace also means closing the magazine when I feel like I need to buy this or, or change that to accept myself or to be accepted by others. Wow. Yeah. And I'm sure, I mean, me with, with my acne, I had severe acne mm-hmm. growing up. Um, grace for me is, is cause there, I, I still have the scars from it and I'll still break out here and there. And, 
And I mean, there's a lot of negative self-talk and yep. my family saying the same hmm. kind of thing, but, you know, toward my acne and all this stuff. And so many people being like, oh, try this, try this. Try this. So many things. If you do this or you don't do that. Yeah. yeah. Um, so great. I mean, there are times where I can get into a pretty deep and dark hole there. And, and Grace is saying, okay, well, that's not actually true about me. Right. Yeah, I mean... That you are not your acne. Yeah, exactly. And that exactly. you are not um, your extra pounds or you are not the waist size or the number on the scale. Yeah, so what is it for you that you need to show yourself grace for? And you need to see yourself through the lens and through the eyes that God sees you. Mm-hmm. All right, so that's showing grace for ourselves. Um, what, what do you think showing grace to the spouse looks like or to your spouse looks like? <laughs> Well, I think there's two ways in little ways and in like really big ways. Mm. So in little ways, let's say um, probably realizing that there are quirks that will drive you nuts about each other. Mm. So there's a few things I know. I'm like, Daniel, yes, you have to stop doing this. <laughs> <laughs> I put all the Tupperware away I know, today. I saw it, baby. <laughs> you know, actually, it was funny. I put everything away except the Tupperware. I, I stopped. Because the Tupperware wasn't like, you know, you wash the Tupperware and then when you flip it over, there's water all on the edges. So I just flipped it over and I put everything away except that Tupperware. And, and then, then I went and then I went back and put it. I was like, oh, you know, it's just I'll just grab a, a you know, a towel and, and wipe it down. So it, it wasn't even like, oh, no, Christina's going to get angry. But there was just something inside of me that was like, no, I should probably just finish the job. <laughs> that took 12 years. <laughs> so I'm showing you grace. Yeah, I, <laughs> so quirks like that. Yes. Yes. Yeah. But then also realizing that those aspects that maybe kind of annoy you about the other person is what makes them unique. Like the kind of stuff that Google or Facebook algorithms won't be able to pick up and like clone you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So showing grace to your spouse means you got to choose to see good. Mm-hmm. Right. You got to choose not to gossip about your spouse or put them down. Oh, and that's so big. Yeah, it is. And for me, especially when I'm hanging out with guys and, and maybe other husbands or dads. And, and there are sometimes where it'll get to where they'll start bashing their spouses or, or not necessarily in a overt way. Mm-hmm. Maybe at least not the guys that I'd hung around with, but more in the sense of, oh, I need to ask her. or Oh, I can't get anything past her or like very much in the in the enemy the sort of. Yeah. And the negative. Right. And and for me, I'm like, I just I'm like, I'm not going to participate in that. I'm going to try to switch the tone or or a lot of times I'll just try to switch the conversation there to something else. Yep. So, Thank you, um, baby. yeah. Yeah. Well, I had been a part of that at one point. I felt really guilty. So Thank you, God. You remember, yeah, we, we, had, we had quite the <laughs> quite the blow up in Montreal. Yes, yes, we did. <laughs> so showing grace means choosing not to gossip, right? It's choosing to believe uh, that maybe what what you thought they said wasn't actually what they meant. Mm-hmm. So, and also, if you're a little bit confused, taking the time to ask for clarification rather than walking away from the conversation and being like what or like did she mean it this way yeah did he mean it this way Mm, that's so good because how often can we play those tapes back in our head and a lot of times the way that we interpret the situation is so based on what we had experienced and and our childhood and our upbringing completely oh there's been so many times where i'm like uh i'm actually really offended by what you said and you're like wait 
what? Yeah, what did I didn't, say? I didn't mean it that way. I meant it in a completely different way. And right there and then we diffused an argument. Mm. Like, oh, okay. Versus if I just stepped away and I'm like, mm, or especially called my girlfriend and be like, you know what he just said to yeah. me? Or walked 50 blocks to New York uh, <laughs> in yeah. silence. Yeah, you're going to have to go to episode one if you want to hear what that's oh, about. Oh, <laughs> man, that was epic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, a big fight for sure. Yeah. So choosing... To show grace to your spouse also means that you are constantly reminding yourself that your spouse is also God's child. Yeah. Needing forgiveness themselves. Yes. Needing grace. Yes. Right. And imperfect in many ways. Right. And it also means choosing to constantly remind yourself of your need for grace. Yeah. Yeah. So when we think about grace and showing grace to ourselves and showing grace to our spouse in little ways, what are what are some big ways that we can show grace to each other? Well, I was listening to an interview between Lisa Turkist and Jamie Ivey. So good. Oh, my goodness. We will. So good. Yes. Okay, so I was, <laughs> full disclosure, I was listening to this at the gym when yeah, I was lifting don't weights. Don't do to that. It when you're in a yeah. place by yourself. Yes, exactly. Because <laughs> I was crying. Yeah. And I remember, like, there were a lot of guys around me. I was lifting weights. And I think the guys were probably like, all you need to do is drop down your weights. You don't have to try. You don't have to cry when you're lifting weights. Mm. But I was, like, literally in tears just about the beauty of it and also just the pain that she had gone through with her and her husband and all of that. So we will link that episode for sure because it's a long story, but you need to hear this. That's going to be inbetween.org slash episode 15. So in light of that story that Lisa shares in that podcast, what are what are some takeaways in regards to showing grace in big ways? Well, she said something really powerful that I've never thought of. So Lisa distinguished the difference between restoration and redemption. Hmm. So restoration is between two people. That's both parties have to commit to the hard work and the continual forgiveness and all the work or else the restoration won't happen. Hmm. But redemption on the other hand, is between you and God. And that is everybody's story. God can redeem your life and story if you allow him to. And that may or may not include the person that has hurt you continuing to be in your life. Hmm. So extending grace to your spouse doesn't necessarily have to do with them. Maybe it has nothing to do with them. It has more to do with what God has done for you and through you. That's so good. In fact, we probably have to have a, a whole episode. Oh, on yeah. Grace There's so much marriage. that we can say about that. So we will continue that on a different episode. That's good. OK, Daniel. So we talked about showing grace to ourselves, showing grace to our spouse. So what does showing grace to our children look like? Well, I mean, there's obviously that story that we shared earlier, and, and part of it is that is really one of the only stories where we were intentional. <laughs> I mean, you know, we try to show grace here and there in right. smaller ways, but but I think that really stood out mm-hmm. uh, because it was a, I think it was a shift for us. It was a shift for us. And actually, I think it's because we were reading the book, Paul Tripp's book on yep, parenting. parenting. Mm-hmm. Right. So which we'll link in the in the show notes as well. Yeah. And we have we mentioned it, I mean, I think early on, early on when we started off the podcast mm-hmm. as well. But it was just this whole idea of, okay, yes, we have experienced grace. How do we show grace to our kids? And just looking for the small and big ways to do that. I think just being aware of that. Right. And asking yourself, okay, how can I give them the benefit of the doubt. Mm-hmm. So even times for for example, I'm like, hey, set the table or hey, kids, get this or get that. And they're joking around and they're not doing what I asked them to do. It's really easy for me to just go like, hey, lay down the law. I said do this 
And if you don't do this right now, then bring out the discipline and or I can have the posture of right looking at what's happening through their lens. And yeah, they're taking way slower than I'd want Mm -hmm. them to in setting the table, but they're in the kitchen at least. (laughs) Right. Right. So does Gracefield parenting mean that we just kind of let them do whatever they want? No, I, I think it's I think it's trying to see it through their lens and see it through their eyes. So for example, even when we were like, hey kids, it's dinner time. I expect, I don't know, it's not, not even like I went to the military or anything like that, but but I expect them to be like, yes, dad. You know, like, come <laughs> straight away. Whistle. Yeah, come straight away. And sometimes it's like, hey, it's dinner time and they're not coming. Right. Right. And it's easy for me to just keep on repeating or yell or this or that, but maybe I could look to see what they're doing or, or instead of yelling, I could go and be like, Hey, you know, put my hand on their shoulder. Cause mm-hmm. maybe they just didn't hear me. Right. Or right? they're just so involved yeah. in something that it's hard to be pulled away from. Yeah. I get that. So I'm like, Hey, instead of, instead of just surprising them be like, Hey, uh, we're going to have dinner in five minutes. Mm-hmm. So whatever you're doing, love for you to wrap it up. And I want you to help set the table and get things ready for dinner in five minutes. Okay. And having that touch, looking at them in the eyes, instead of just yelling and expecting them to drop whatever, I think that's, that's maybe a picture of, of how we could approach this. Right. Mm -hmm. And I also think too, along the lines that we talked about with our showing grace to our spouse is realizing as well, reminding ourselves that we are the recipients of God's grace. Mm. So God, I'm sure has told, I know for me, Many, many times do this. Oh, don't do this. Why did you have to bring And what do up? I do? Why did you have I do to the exact up? opposite? And he has not yes. sent a lightning bolt to strike me down yet. <laughs> thankfully. So right? Yes, you're so right. So I think in that yes. way that we can turn and be like, okay, we are recipients of grace. We can we need to show grace and we mm. can show grace. And at the flip side as well, realizing like maybe this is how God feels a little bit when we don't listen to him. Yeah. That's a really good point. So grace-filled parenting, right? Grace-filled parenting is really more about how we, as the parents, uh, understand our need for grace and how that understanding overflows into the way that we interact, love, and also discipline our children. Mm -hmm. So you talked, Daniel, quickly about Paul Tripp, and I love what he says in his book. God's grace rescues me from me. My children don't cause me to do and say what I do and say. No. The cause of my actions is found inside my own heart. Oh, I want it to be their problem. Yeah, I know, I know. (laughs) Don't don't look at me. I'm not the problem. My children are simply the occasion where my heart reveals itself in words and actions. Oh, stop it. (laughs) No. So I need much more than just rescue and relief from my children. I need rescue from me. Oh, I need rescue from me. Yeah, like Mike Trump. Oh. Do you yes. want to do you yeah. want to hear what he goes on? And okay, says? <laughs> you yeah, you already started. Might okay. as well finish. <laughs> okay, so he goes on to remind us parents that because we are people in need of God's grace, we can have the courage and freedom to live in this way. We don't have to fear looking less than perfect in front of our children because we are imperfect. Hmm. In fact, if we are parents who quickly confess our wrongs to our kids, we will endure ourselves to them and present ourselves as someone who will be approachable and understanding when our kids have failed. Yeah, and that's been huge. Even that instance where 
one of our daughters was stealing and lying and that whole thing happened. I mean, I came to them and I, I, didn't, I didn't say, hey, you need to ask for forgiveness. Right. I came to them and I apologized first. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hey, oh, I lost my cool. I shouldn't have done that. I'm sorry for the way that I hurt you and maybe said things that I shouldn't have said. And and I think I, I find that I have to do that pretty often. Yes, me too. <laughs> um, but I, I think in doing that, we're showing them, hey, I don't expect you to be perfect. I mean, we are all going to mess up, but right. hey, there is grace. Yes. And that the importance of extending grace and also receiving grace. Yeah, completely. There's so much more that we can say about this topic that we will do an extra episode about graceful parenting too. Yeah. Because yeah. I need it a lot. Yes. I need rescue from me. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Oh my goodness. My children so are simply the occasion where my heart reveals itself in words and action. All right. We're going to go and cry. <laughs> oh, so, so, so good. Hey, thank you so much for listening, uh, for being a part of our podcast family. Yeah, And exactly. if there, if there is any part of this episode where you're like, oh, this person came to mind or you're like, oh, this person really needs to hear this. We would be honored if you would share this episode with them. It's really easy. You can either give them the link in between.org slash episode 50. Uh, but also in your podcasting app, if you're using Apple Podcasts, you can just hit the share button and you can text the link or email the link to one of your friends. And we'd be so honored if you'd be able to do that and, and share uh, about the year of grace and gratitude with them as well. And next week, we already alluded a little bit. We are going to interview Drew Mosier about the perfect gift for every Enneagram type. Oh, I'm yeah. excited about yes. this. So if you don't know anything about the Enneagram or you're like, I know my type, but I'm not really sure what my spouse type is we will post on facebook and instagram a place where you can probably do a little bit of work or a little bit of studying that before this episode that you'll be able to get the maximum amount of information from yeah him. yeah for sure and if you don't have time to do that before the episode don't that's worry fine about too. you it. can do it afterwards yes so you can find us on facebook instagram or twitter at in between show awesome we'll see you guys next week This episode was brought to you in part by The Table Podcast at Dallas Theological Seminary. Listen to rotating hosts discuss issues of God and culture to demonstrate theology's relevance in everyday life. Find it on your podcast app. For videos and more, visit dts.edu slash podcast.